Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Today's guest is Karina Farino Martinez. In yes. 2020, she had a near-death experience where she encountered God and angels, and we're going to talk about it. Karina, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome. Well, thank you. Such a short notice, I'm telling you. It's only the Lord's time, like I said, um, but thank you so much. I'm very grateful to be a witness of Him. Well, thank you for joining us. My audience likes to hear about near-death experiences. So if you don't mind, let's start on the day yours happened. Well, um, let me start for a little bit of who I was before this happened. That way you guys can kind of understand where I'm going with this. Um, So I was a fashion stylist, makeup artist. I uh, I used to work on TV on a, a known show here as a makeup artist. And I also did some statement there. So I was really into who I was uh, physically, and I care for what people said about my hair, my makeup. Obviously, as a fashion stylist, I always wanted to look the best. Um, my body, I always wanted to have, you know, the, the cleavage. So I had all the steps done and everything. I mean, I was just a complete um, different person of who I am now. And uh, back then, um, I went through so much in my from the beginning of my birth which I had uh, after this encounter, the Lord showed me what happened to me and my birth mother because I was raised by my father and my family, not one person. I was like jumping from home to home. I really never was wanted in my family, basically. Um, And um, so I was really rebellious. At 16, I came to the United States um, and I hated the fact that I had to leave my friends. Every time I moved, I had to change friends. And so when I came to the United States, it was kind of like a stop in my life because I didn't speak English. I was just this heavy accent going to school. Then my father and my stepmother moved to to, uh, New York without telling me left me behind with my grandparent, with my grandparent, my grandmother and my aunt. And I hated that. So I quit school. I dropped out, started having boyfriends going out. I was just like really bad. So I ended up having uh, a boyfriend, got pregnant, had an abortion at 19. And that opened a lot of, now that I know this, opened a lot of doors for all this stuff to happen. And I just went from bad to worse uh, at age 19, all the way to age 47. And I mean, uh, yes, granted, I have the best husband. I have the most beautiful set of twins that I almost lost in, in, in a, you know, uh, a bed rest. I was a bed rest. I had them at, uh, I was almost six months when I had them. Um, I have two older shoes. So I have four, ki- four kids. And um, I started getting health why I started getting really sick. Um, I had, um, I cheated on my husband uh, several times, not once. I was always going out to parties, uh, clubs, Vegas. In Vegas, I would wear the sexiest dating suits. 
I mean, you name it. I had hair extensions, fake lashes, you name it. I'm not shaming on anybody. I'm just giving you my testimony. So, um, why, on 2019, um, I was having this weird rhythm of heart palpitation that would take me to our normal heart rhythm would be 99 sitting down, let's say. But sitting down, my heart rate would go to 280. And with just moving my fingers, it would just jump up higher. So I ended up going to the ER. They had to shot me to stop the palpitations. They couldn't. They kept me several days, and they ended up sending me to a cardiologist. And that's a long story, but to make it short, the bottom line was I was misdiagnosed. And uh, through this misdiagnosis, I was having a AV node uh, burn uh, that called it a ablation to supposedly shut the heart in that area so the electricity of the heart doesn't go that fast, so your heart doesn't go that fast. So they did it, they overdid it. And so I went into a complete heart block, a four degree heart block. Many people that may have heart condition know what this is, but it's literally your heart completely doesn't have no electricity for it to pump itself. So therefore you have to have a box that it calls um, pacemaker. And I have two wires encrusted in the top of the heart and the bottom of my heart for that to pump. And they have to set it to a level that you can take. So where I used to be able to be on a 60, now if they if it's a 60, which is the minimum, I will pass out at times then. I would like just like completely lose it. Couldn't even handle the 60 because it was too low because it just killed my heart. It wasn't enough energy from the box it was not a natural rhythm so they had to put it at 65 for when i go to sleep that's the lowest it can go that's the lowest people go to 40 they can survive i could i could die actually and so um anyways i went through all that on 2020 they gave me the pacemaker and that was a day after my yorkie passed away uh, we had a Yorkie that I adore. It was my best dog ever. And when he died, I went in depression immediately after having all these health issues. I mean, I have, a, I have a list. I mean, I can show you physically of health issues and including the pacemaker. It was just like way too much for me. So on May 2020, I'm cutting a lot of story there. Um, I, on the seventh, I started having high blood pressure. I mean, I had always low, 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 low pressure, but then all of a sudden it spiked up. Heart rhythms were all over the place. So I ended up calling 911 several times, but because of COVID back in May, they didn't want to keep me. They didn't have rooms for cardiology. They always had to keep me in the ER room. And finally they put me in a basic, basic room um, and they said, we're going to keep you. I went on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. In those three days, they kept sending me back. So Friday, the doctor said, look, you keep coming here. We're just going to put you in a room. We're just going to watch you. So on Saturday and Sunday, which is Mother's Day um, 2020, he comes and says, look, we know that you have high blood pressure. We can't keep you here. I'm just going to give you more medication. So that add up to the pile of 14 to 15 pills a day because I had other health issues. And so when I come home, I said, can I just go home? It's Mother's Day. You can't fix me. I just want to go home. There was something in me that I knew that I needed to go home because I knew I was going to die. I just knew something was so wrong. 
So my husband picks me up and I can barely walk. I'm so weak. I can barely breathe. The blood pressure was going high. He goes get the medication, comes home. My sister's a nurse practitioner in Florida. So I'm on the phone on a speaker and I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I want you to forgive me. And I'm saying to my kids, please forgive me. And my husband, please forgive me. And I'm like asking everybody for forgiveness. And I keep saying, I'm going to die. And so my daughter, my sister started yelling at me, just stop, stop talking like that and just go to sleep. So I went outside the patio and we lived in this house where we had a lake in the back. And within maybe 30 minutes, my husband was sitting next to me, my, my twins inside the house and my daughter in my, my master bedroom. I immediately, I'm, I'm sure many of your uh, people that watch this, brothers and sisters out there, have seen people die and literally is... You breathe so fast, and all of a sudden, you just go, boop, and that's exactly how I left. I, I started breathing and really fast, and all of a sudden, I hear this beautiful, peaceful voice that I've never heard, but I heard, like I, like I knew it, saying, are you ready to come home? And so... I said, yes. And I... In my thoughts, because it wasn't, I couldn't speak, obviously. This voice knew about my children. Because that was all what I was concerned, my, my babies. And he said, they will be okay. And then he he showed me my two best friends. And I, I just kind of start going like this. I floated up. And I just realized, oh, wow, I'm dead. <laughs> What's happened to me? And so... It stopped where he allowed me to see through my house, my children, the twins fighting, and then my daughter's having a panic attack. They, I had the, one of the twins and my daughter, they were always on medication because they had a lot of anxiety and depression, a lot of my stuff, they were on them, except the one daughter. And, um, and immediately, in a blink of an eye, I went whoosh, into this dark tunnel. And this dark tunnel... It was so cold, so dark, so dark, dark. Like, there's no darkness in this in this area. I can only explain to people, even if you go and make a hole in the ground and you shut it, it's still darker than that. It's, like, so dark in there and so cold in there. I had my head down, like I was going down. Like, I knew there was something wrong and I had fear in me. And I just heard this voice again saying, close your eyes and don't turn around. So I closed my eyes and I started praying in tongues, like languages that I had never spoke. The main one was Spanish. And I started praying because I was Catholic when I was born in, when I, up to 16. And I started praying that our father, that's all I know. That's all I knew then. And I started praying our father and asking, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And so all of a sudden, this white light shoots this blue light out of the way, and I see Satan's face. <laughs> and so my fear went away when I saw the light, and immediately this clouds just opened up, and this golden light just popped. And I always have my way to explain is when I, when I was going like this, my head went like this, going up now. And I told everybody, it's like, as a woman, you slick your hair 
back and you see this tiny hair and this hair touches that golden light. Immediately I felt this love that I had never felt in my entire life. Keep in mind, I had the worst childhood, the worst teenage age, the worst, all my age, all my life. It was just, I was so not broken, I was shattered. I was abused physically, mentally, you name it. I was just, but I never did drugs. I did drink, but I wasn't an alcoholic. I was just like partying all the time. I just wanted to just distract myself from the pain. And I always forgive people to hurt me. Always, I always did. And so I saw all this, this shadow. I couldn't see who it was, but I could see all these beings just calling me Karina, Karina. And they said my name right because everybody calls me Karina, Karina, Carrie, whatever. They say, Karina, Karina, come, you're home. And then I heard him saying, come, you're home. And I said, I felt like I was not worthy to be there. I was like, I'm not worthy to be here. And um, he said, come. And I said, no. And I, my eyes were closed. Like if I had my flesh, I had my eyes were closed, but I could still see. And he said, open your eyes, you're home. And I said, no, no. I said, show me someone that I love, any family members, my grandmother. I was never close to anybody because everybody took care of me. So I couldn't attach myself to anything. <laughs> One thing he said to him, do you right? And I see my Yorkie. And I was like, what? And my Yorkie looks younger. And I was, and I saw my other dog that we had, my brother had for us. And I could barely see her, but I could see so clear my Yorkie. And I opened what I thought my physical eyes, but it was really my spirit just like, just opened that and released everything. And I just felt welcome and love. And my main interest, um, I saw this angel this white beautiful angel and this angel had what I thought then it was a box and I could hear this beautiful voice the voice of God because I know it was God saying come come you're home and so all I can tell you is what I remember for what I can share is I I got two angels next to me that flew me on top of heaven and I saw this beautiful tree in the river, this river, gorgeous river. And when I'm back down into this beautiful grass next to, out in between these two angels, all I heard the Lord says, give her the gifts. And so here I am saying, well, yeah, my daughter likes horses. I would like white horses. I mean, I literally had this conversation with him. And then all of a sudden he stops and he says, he said, do you want to go back? You have the choice to stay or go. And I said, I would, I want to go. So when he sends me back down, I fall into this glass floor. And in this glass floor, I am on my all four. And I felt the presence so strong this glory because now I know it's glory this power in me I could not even get up I could not even lift up my face and this this beautiful white rope comes towards me had a gold belt and a purple sash and um 
and I'm trying to lift my face up and I look and all I can see is just barely hairs and this white light coming out of his face and he asked me again if I wanted to come back down and um, I said yes so when I said yes immediately I went next to my body he was the one who brought me and I asked, is it going to hurt? Because I knew my body was in pain. I knew I couldn't breathe. I knew there was a lot of things I was unable to do. And so I um, I was just, you know, not comfortable with that. And he said, it's not going to feel the same. So when I went in, I went next to my body. I looked and I looked at my Apple watch. And I, I said into me, I said, wow, we don't even take anything with us. And I went into my body and it, I felt like my spirit was too fat that it didn't fit into my flesh. And I just vibrated and it felt horrible. And I immediately took a deep breath and I grabbed my husband and I said, I just came back from heaven. And he looked at me like, uh, what did just happen to you? So that was my my divine experience. I just want to say thank you for sharing your experience with us. One thing I'm not clear on is when you first, you were in like a black space or void and then a light came and then I thought you said you saw Satan's face. Yes. I don't, what is the significance of Satan greeting you or why did Satan greet well, you first? After, after asking questions when I came back, like, what is this street? What is everything? I question everything now, everything I see in the spirit. As a matter of fact, when you disappear, I started asking the Lord why I didn't see you. This is how I can sense things and I can not so much sense, but in the spirit I can see. Um, the black tunnel is the gateway to hell. And many, many people that die, that don't know God, that don't repent, that some even spirits still there for years, but it feels like it was yesterday. And some spirits still there. And that's why we, we have to pray for them so they can hear the Lord's voice. They can accept him. Um, and that was literally Satan's face coming out of my my like my being who when God just cleaned me out when I asked for the repentance when I when I when I was cleaned out is is Satan just showed up like trying to take me down and I immediately turned when God converted me like you literally you have a good you and a bad you and the bad you is is your head down going to hell and the bad and the good you is going out. And I, I didn't understand this until I did all the praying, all the studying that needed to be done, and it's spoken by the Lord. Because I don't do, I don't follow or listen to any teachings out there because this is the reason why they're going to get judged. But I, I literally follow him and I listen to him. So literally, this tunnel is the gateway when you're in that darkness, when you're, you're, your being is in the darkness, when you are um, really being pulled out by by the devil, by Satan, by Lucifer, by the darkness, by Jezebel, by all this darkness spirits. Many people, they go straight to heaven and they've been sent back. That is a blessing. Trust me. It's a blessing. It's, it's, it's definitely something to tell you that they, they know God. They've done 
their, their, their deeds that they're not done. But people like me, I was so lost. I was a lost sheep. This is what he called me. You, you were seeking me. And you went through every single religion. I went. I went through Mormon, not insulting any religion, because I believe religion has a way of really helping people. A way, not all of it. I went to Mormon, Baptist, Christian. I was Catholic. And I couldn't find God. I was trying to find who this God is. Who, why people keep talking about this God and who is Jesus, right? Who and why do they call him different names? And why? Why I wanted to know who, and so I could never go. As a matter of fact, I would go to churches, and instead of them greeting me, they would they would just tie and by, and never. I never had. I would I would go so broken trying to find answers, and I would leave broken, more shattered because I'm like, oh, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to have somebody to pray over me, or I wanted somebody to guide me through this. None of that happened, and so he told me I was so lost so lost that I ended up being in that tunnel for being lost. And because he saw who I was and he created me, it really helped me. And again, religion, it helped me to learn the Our Father because that's all I know. And now, of course, I pray what he gives me in the Holy Spirit. And I pray and I release the prayer and people get, thank God, they get healed by his glory, not mine because I don't have no power. But is 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 literally the things that all these religions that we have in the world is causing is causing confusion and division. And to be honest, we only have one savior, one God, and that's all it is. People, we human have make it so complicated for everybody. And it's not that complicated. It's all about the nine fruits, the love, the pat, you know, the patience, especially patience. I didn't have patience. I have no patience for people. And that is huge. God is full of love. It's love. And everybody hates him. Why why is he took my child? Why this what there's always a reason. It's always a reason. And the reason is because he didn't want to see the child the Satan took over and he just converted the, the bad into a good. You know, they don't see the good in God. They always try to accuse God and he's not an evil father. He's not a bad father. He's a good father. So do you think God pushed Satan away? Yes, because as soon as I asked, please forgive me, please forgive me. And I start praying to our father in these languages like Hebrew. I mean, I can go on with these languages because I didn't speak them before. And I didn't know anything about symbols. And now I understand them. It's just amazing how now I can see things that I couldn't see before. So, yes, the soon as that happened, it was an immediate, it was like this white light and then this cloud opened up immediately into heaven. And so it was really a struggle for me to go in because I was shown, which I forgot to tell you, in that tunnel, I was shown this photos and video of me. But I didn't, I wasn't back with pain. I was back with peace and back with love and understanding. But all that, that I saw, that it was so painful in my life, he removed. He removed it. I can speak about it now without no pain in my life. I could not even speak before about this. I could not tell you about how I was molested. How can, I could not speak about this kind of stuff. And so he removed all this. He removed all this. And when he removed it, even... Me walking in there, I was like, I'm not worth 
to be in this beautiful place because I was so dirty. I felt dirty. And when I came back, I felt like a large baby with no clothes on. I felt naked, naked, like nothing in me. And I would just walk towards my kids and I would just hug them and I, I would just touch everything. And I even changed my whole entire home and I moved. I don't even wear black anymore. I don't I don't like black. I, I want to wear white. I want to wear brightness. I want to, because everything I saw there, the flowers, I mean, this humongous sunflowers, this purple flower, it's just beautiful. And I just want to enjoy what's beautiful here and, and cast out everything that is ugly out of here. So you were raised Catholic, and then after being 16, maybe you were, were you either atheist or agnostic, and then now... I don't even know, Father, what is agnostic. Okay, no, I don't know what agnostic is, but I'll tell you exactly what happened is, at 16, coming to a country, you don't speak the language, and you go to a Catholic church with your grandmother that smokes, I just like, wait a minute, this is not, this is not what I think it is. I never felt comfortable because now I'm going to a different church in a different country and they do it Catholic different. So literally, if you go to, to me now, I understand. If you go to different countries with the same religion, you're going to see it's all men made because everybody has their own Catholic way of doing it, their own Christian way of doing it. That's why Christians are fighting. Then you see a lot of Christians come from different countries and they're all fighting right now they're like they're throw verses and i'm like don't you know that you're not supposed to like look i'm not here to judge anybody i'm here to really literally tell you that we all got to stop all this we have to have when i i left i left my hands up and i said god now that i'm in this world back here and i knew why because my kids did not know god my husband mm. and i said what religion do i go and take this family and he just shut my hands down and says, you are not to go to any religion. You are having a relationship with me. And I go, well, what does that mean? Because I didn't have a relationship. He says, you pray, you call up on me. And every time you're going through struggles, trust me. That's all I say. Oh, okay. And then since then, I, that's all I do. I just trust him. Now I tell you, a year later, I no longer take medications. I don't take no meds. And I had the worst health condition that if I didn't take a medication that I can't speak yet because my husband's not ready for this. I have to submit to my husband. That's another thing. I I can tell you, I have paper proof that the doctor even says, I don't have a clinical explanation what's going on with you. I don't even know. The only thing I can say is what you claim to be. It's a miracle. You no longer need the medication. There's nothing showing in your blood work. You have no no problems. I no longer, with a pacemaker, I still have it. I don't have no blood pressure problems. I can cut the grass in this heat, not pass out. And people with pacemaker can tell you they cannot take heat. Um, I have no stomach issues. I have I have nothing. I have not been in the hospital, which I used to live. Every day, basically, since 19, 2019 until May 2020. June 2nd, the Lord says, you heal by my strife. Why are you taking medication? That's feeding demons that are trying to lie to you. You don't have nothing. I said, okay, so 
I went to the doctor every three months. He had to check me to make sure that I was still healthy. And he finally released me four or five months ago. He said, I'll see you in a year. But this is, I cannot understand what happened to you. I'm, I, I'm baffled. I mean, I can have you call him and everything. Literally, I give permission to anybody. And my husband just cannot let me talk so much about all this kind of stuff. He's still really, he's still new at this. He, I told the Lord, and I know my husband hears this, but it's true. I don't, I can't lie. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I feel like I'm pulling a bulldozer because I am walking and I'm pulling my husband with me and he's not there yet. And I'm like pulling him and I can't force him. I can't force my children. I can't force anybody to believe me. Can't force them. Since your experience, do you have any abilities that you didn't have before? Oh yeah. Yes. I can lay my hands on the sick. And they would be healed by his stripes, not mine. I can't see in the spirit. I can't. I can't see demons in front of, behind you. Like I knew that your wife was there. I can't. I can sense uh, spirits around me. I, I can hear the Lord telling me even books of the Bible. I didn't know what the book of Ezekiel was, and. Um, you know, I didn't know about the book of Jonah, and I was just given that because we have 40 days. I mean, it's I have these abilities that I had no idea that are in the Word of God. I had no idea the tree of life that I saw was there. I had no idea. Like, I, I've been downloading in one year of all the things that the Bible say is, 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 is for us as children of God. I had no idea. I myself opened the book, and I'm like, oh, my. Like, I shocked. But then I'm like, well, it shouldn't shock me. I just went to heaven. Now, the angel that I saw took me to to figure this out a month ago where this angel is giving the scroll to one of the disciples and he swallowed it. Well, that's what happened to me. I know. I didn't, I didn't have this told to me until now. And believe me, even when the beginning of my walk, I still wear earrings. I still put on makeup. But slowly, the Lord just removed everything to the point when I pray or I say anything to people, I have to cover my head. And I didn't know that was in the Bible. So I'm told things to do, and they're in the Word. They're written in the Word. But yes, there's a lot of gifts given to me. When he said, giving her the gift, here I am asking for gift, like the gift that you get in heaven. But I'm believing now that it's the gift that is given by the Holy Spirit. Do you fear death anymore? No. No. And my kids my kids also were sick and medication medicated. They're no longer there. And my kids now don't fear death as they used to. Because I tell them it's peaceful. The day that the Lord says you're gone, he'll pull your spirit out, your flesh won't suffer. Those that will suffer, there's always an answer for that. There's always a reason for that. So, I'm not, I'm ready. How does your family and your friends react to the new you? Well, this happens to me like within out, like four or five hours later, right? Five hours later, I call my son, my 22, 23 year old is married. He believed it. Because um, when I was in heaven, I only connected with the three, the twins, which is 12 and 14, and the 23 was not connected. But he confessed to me that at 12, he gave his soul to Satan. And I 
cried and I asked him to bend his knee and ask God for forgiveness. So he, right at this point, is walking as slow as my husband is. Okay? They believe, but they have to see to believe it. Even though with the miracles in me, they still want to see more physical evidence. And so my my immediate family are understanding. Now, what comes to my sister who's in medical field, she calls me crazy, you are bipolar. What makes you think out of all people, God will speak to you, you know? Um, and it's okay, because I, I cried, it hurt me, but finally I realized learning the nine fruit of the spirit, you pray for those people. You pray for everybody that rejects the truth of what happened to you or the truth that is not a truth for you. You just pray for them and you don't go against them. You don't, you don't put yourself on the same level. So I learned to pray for her. I asked a matter of fact, I call my, my stepmom to pray for her all the time. My stepmom still very Catholic, very into idols. Uh, and when I say idols, it's the Virgin Mary and things like that. And I cannot be, I'm here to give her a warning. I'm not here to teach her. I'm not a teacher. The teacher is Jesus. I'm not here to tell my friends, hey, you need to take off your, because I took off my breast implants after I find out why it was bad for you. Um, but I literally just had friends. My One of my best friends don't talk to me anymore. Um, one is, the other one is completely gone on my life. People have completely shut me off, walk away. But at the same time, father remove that out of my life and brought in the good believers, the people that really are willing to not just listen because they know the Lord. You don't need to say anything. They just help you to reach out to those that are lost or blind or, or you know, don't have a church or things like that. Well, maybe you used to party a lot. And so a lot of those friends were friends that like to go out and party. So yeah, I'm not invited. You're not a drinking buddy anymore. Mm-mm. No, I don't listen to music because I know now about music. I, I've done, and I don't tell them, hey, you need to stop wearing sexy clothes and makeup and earrings. I don't do that. I'm not that type of person. That's religion. I just tell them my story. I tell you what happened to me. And then you go and pray and ask, Lord, do I have to do that? Because if I do, you need to tell me. And where is it in the word that I got to do it? Because it's there. It's there. It's there. Trust me. The heels and perfume and all that is going to go away. Have you had any supernatural experiences since your near death? Yes. Um, uh, three months after that, I um, started having my spirit trying to come out. And at one point I was awake and it did not feel that good. Um, and I just called my spirit back into my, my body because I did not hear the Lord calling me. And if I don't hear the Lord calling me, I'm not letting my spirit be stolen, basically. I'm like, no, you're not going until I hear him calling me. And so I went into a prayer. And um, after that, I started having very powerful visions. Visions like um, some of them could be literally like you going into them, like me seeing you and seeing you. And some are very black and whitish, grayish. So I, I hear them. And he's, t- he's telling me what they are and what about to happen. A lot of the the turkey, grease, fire, the dry cracks on the street, all that I, I told Cabot about it and he wrote it down. So they already came to pass. A lot of the things that I've seen have come to pass. 
people's lives when I pray for them, they're come to pass. And some of them I don't even share because I like to pray against it. I don't like to say, hey, you're going to have a car accident. I don't like to do that. I like to go boom directly. You're not going to have a car accident. I speak life into you. I am totally the opposite of sharing the bad news. I share the good news. And if I'm given a vision of a bad news, I always pray against it. So, yeah, mm. I. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Is the experience just as real to you today as it was a year ago? Yeah, I can't remember. This almost feel like it was just done a few hours ago. The only difference is that the knowledge that I have and the wisdom and the understanding, because it's not so much the, the knowledge, because I knew I was dead and I knew that I went to heaven, but I didn't understand why. Why me? Why did this happen? Why was I in the dark tunnel? Why? That's how I found you. I started, look, I went Google. Look, Google knows who I am. This girl is going crazy for a whole year looking for experiences like hers. Because, oh, and I go through your videos real fast. The Lord would say, nope, that's not true. Nope, yes, nope, nope. So I know which ones to stay on. And then I just connect immediately with that spirit. I, I, I seek the Lord even through people's experience. And so I can tell who's telling you the truth and who's not, basically. And nobody can lie to me anymore because that's another thing I can I can see lie. I can see truth in people. And even when they're trying to come to you to hurt you, I can see that fast. I think it's fascinating that you wanted to see a family member, but what was brought to you was your pet. I asked the Lord that question, and I was on the phone with Kevin and Tim. These are the two gentlemen that were introduced to me to help me out. And at four o'clock in the morning, I burst in tears because I started understanding. I was given why I didn't see any family members there. And the reason is because, one, we are chosen. This generation is chosen for the second coming. And everybody in my generation, in my generation, is, is waiting a trial. And everybody that I know of has done the worst of the worst. There's so much atheism. I guess I'm saying it right. <laughs> atheism. Yeah. And uh-huh. um, that in my, in my, in my father's side, now in my birth mother's side, um, there was a lot of witchcraft, a lot of um, voodoo because I come from, from Africa and Africa is known for Buddhism. I'm mixed. I have no idea. I had to do a DNA test, which is a bad idea. Don't do it. A DNA test to find out why I spoke so many language and prayers. Like, why would I speak this? And then they pull out. I'm not even Colombian in the DNA test. The DNA test shows Portugal, Africa, Congo. And that's what I told my birth mother. Did you know that you come from Congo? And she's like, no. I said, she's black. And so, um, and she lives in Colombia. She never raised me. So all this, all this different countries pop and Colombia is like way in the bottom. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Now I understand all the languages that I've been praying, including Hebrew, Greece and, and Portugal and all this stuff. And I don't understand it, but I can get in prayer and I could just, you know, if the Lord says, speak it and I speak it. But um, the tongues that people claim to be is not. It's tongues is language and it's either a language of a country or it's a tribe tongue. It's a tribe, like an Indian tribe. Have you had any negative after effects from this experience? The negative effect is when I 
tend to use my flesh into any reactions or emotions. Let's say, uh, I'm going to give you a good example. This past weekend, I texted someone that actually sold me the dog. And I told her that I had a a dream and a dream. I understand dreams too. I have the interpretation of the dream and I confirm it always with prayer. And I was told to reach out to her, to let her know um, about, you know, the dream and that she needed to come to repentance and I would be there to pray for her or with her. And she went behind my back, told my husband to try to get my husband to get mad at me. It did work. And I immediately took that personal. And that took me to a, to a hole, a dark hole where I just started like, you know, like really not things of God. I started really feeling pulled because that's what the devil does. He waits for that moment and he just pulls you down. And then my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter, saw it immediately because I, I warned them, every time you see me, you pray for me. So she started praying for me. And I immediately asked the Lord, why is this happening to me? Why am I getting pulled into a darkness when I'm not committing sin, right? For him, he, it is a sin for you to judge, for you to um, manipulate the the things that he's giving you and and i didn't think i was manipulated it but i did in a sense of well you know she's saying that's because she's this so i was judging and that is a sin you can't you break immediately your 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 word with him that you won't do that and so you you get attacked so you gotta come into repent you gotta humble yourself <laughs> you gotta come and say i'm sorry lord i did not know I now will be more watchful. So yes, that is really the worst. And also that I I don't go out as I used to. I know that if I go, I'm gonna face darkness. And am I ready to face it? Of course. Every time you have Jesus with you, who could you I don't fear. It's that I don't have the time to deal with that darkness right now. I really don't because I'm still working in my own hassle. He said he said, focus in your home first and then come out. And I did the opposite. I started telling people, you got to repent. He's coming. And blah, blah, blah. and then my family was falling apart. Mm. And that he said, no, you need to focus on your home first and then come out. So that's what I'm doing. What do you think inspires you about your experience? What inspires me? To love, to appreciate everything that I went through. It's really inspiring to me to finally appreciate who Karina is. I look at, I don't even look in the mirror anymore. I mean, I told you, this is wrinkle. I don't have no makeup. I didn't care how I look. I don't look it in the mirror and try to fix what God's given me. I, I inspire myself by saying, he made you well. There's a reason why you're still here. And every time Satan, I have a sign there, it says, when Satan wants to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. So that's basically my motto now. Every time I see myself, instead of dwelling on my past and the depressions, I try to commit suicide three times. It didn't work. Um, I just, I appreciate all the battles in my life because he converted me into the best warrior right now. I can battle your problems. You have a problem, you call me and I'll battle. I, and we win. We, we already won the battle. So I don't, I just want to tell everybody that prayers are stronger. Prayers do work. 
Jesus is your healer. He's your savior. And there is a true God that wants us all back home. This is temporarily. My children now have visions and dreams, and they can tell you the same thing without me pushing it on them. Oh, my God. She's like, they come and go, Mom, did you know that I had a vision in this, in this dream? And I'm like, wow, okay. And now I'm, I'm not doing all of it. God is handling it. Why? Because I go in prayer and I go battle. You know, I, I go and pray for the people that really needs, you know, that believes it and needs it. And it goes both ways. I have a strong faith. I know that you're going to get cured and healed. But do you have the faith? You got you to gotta really, you got to understand that it goes both ways. And if you still have that doubt, I'll cast out that doubt in a second. It's, I, that's the bottom line. I believe you've had downloads since your experience. And I'm guessing that you're also still in communication with God. Mm-hmm. Since your experience, what are some of the most important lessons that you've learned? Don't judge. That's the one thing I say. Don't judge. Don't look at anybody less than you or more than you. We all the same. That's the one thing for sure. It's been my downfall. The patience. I have never had patience for my husband, especially for him. I, I, he told me, you will never have a ministry unless you have patience. And I go, but I want a ministry. I want to help people. Well, you cannot help anybody if you can't help your husband. So patience. I have cried and cried so much because I lose my patience. And I ask him, teach me how to have patience. And finally, I'm way better. And a year later, way better. The patience. And then I never really had anger issues. But when you have no patience. The demon of anger comes right there next to it. And it's like, oh, I'm coming. It's like they're married. And so that has been a really downfall. Uh, it's still in this walk with my twin that used to have ADHD. He doesn't have it anymore. But there's times where he takes advantage of my kindness. <laughs> and he kind of tests the waters. And so I, mm. so now what I do, what have the Lord have said is, Call me. And I just do that. And now when I do that, he runs. I go, God, he's not listening. And so he just runs. I literally do call on the Lord. I do call him and I trust him. And I believe everybody needs to do that, especially right now. So after listening to this podcast, people may want to reach out to you. Are you open to the public? Yes. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a Facebook page anymore, as I was told to remove myself from it because it's not to glorify myself. It was to glorify him. Um, so the only way would be by email, which is I went to heaven and back at gmail.com. Um, I'm very good at responding. Um, right now, I would say give me a day or two to respond back because I just got interviewed by another um, someone that you interviewed yourself here, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Randy Kay. And so I, um, I'm, you know, I know that I got to kind of respond each time. And, and I'm very, I'm very open to give my cell phone number to once I, I see what the Lord says, um, because I don't give out much of my personal information because you know that you get bad people through this podcast too to try to curse you to make you stop to say the words so I, I'm very careful with that 
So, you know, I there's just go through via email for now. And also I have um, a YouTube channel that I try to use, but I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad at using my YouTube channel. Mm. Yeah, I think I saw that. What is your YouTube channel called? It's Karina Ferrigno Martinez. Very okay. plain, simple. Um, I had comments a lot in some of your videos trying to explain to some of the, the people that you interviewed about the aliens and all that stuff because I know what they are. All right. Well, before we finish up, do you have one last positive message that you want to share with everyone? The one last positive message. It would be that we do have a true heaven. And as well, I would have to say negative hell. And just follow follow your spirit because God is connected with you. You've got to pray. Ask, ask God. If you don't believe, ask that one time. If you're real, come and show me. Just, just look, I've done this with many people. They don't believe in God. And I say, just call up on him one time. Close your eyes, be in a quiet room and call up on God. And you, you will see. He will come because I am not a special I was so lost. I was not a believer, not a believer. I was all over the place. And for this to happen to me in 2020, and I'm coming to you to tell you there is a real God that wants you back home. You truly, you truly have to listen. You truly need to know that you've got to repent. And, to, and, and it's not so much about the sin that you, you're acting on. it. It's the sin that you're committing into your own self by hating yourself, who you are who he created you and start from you start from you and then start chopping everything else the drinking the the fornicating the you know cursing people all that stuff witchcraft all that stuff because if you don't start with who he created you like hating your hair you your fat your skinny your mouth just stop because it's really really not a good thing just love who you are who he created you start from your own base home and then repent for everything else. That's really, really the bottom line to it. It's not complicated. People have made it so complicated. It's not. Thank you for that message. Um, do you mind if I put your email address in the description? If, oh, go ahead. If people want to contact you? Sure, go ahead. Yes. All right. Well, I guess you don't have anything you want to promote or anything. You don't have a no, book? I don't, I don't have anything to promote just wanted to promote the lord i just really wanted to to let people know about you know who he is and and the things that he's done for me um i mean i can give you one instance of me having my son very sick and give you what happened okay um, uh, so my twin boy uh was having the same heart issues that i was having and this happened like six months ago and um he and that my husband's like, you need to take him to the ER. So I took him to the ER and the doctor was like, just not giving me the good, the good, good reports. And I came to my house to go get more close because I thought we were going to stay overnight. Um, they were going to do all this hard thing on him. And I came to this prayer room and I just, my daughters were here. Uh, and I just went down into the floor and I screamed and I asked the Lord, please don't take him. Please don't take him. Because I knew, I knew he was going to go. I just knew that there, he's, he's, he's being called. And that's another thing. I can see that too. So I was like, please don't take him. Please, not right now. Take me first. And I was, and then finally, I just 
stop and I just said, you know what, Father, I trust. Because he said, trust me. And I said, I trust you. I'm just going to give them to you. I'll, this is your son. You do whatever you need to do. This is your will. I got up, cleaned my teeth. My girls were crying because the twin sister was just like, what's going on? And I just went to din- to lunch with my husband. And I, as I walk in, I heard the Lord said, pay attention to the name of the waiter. And so we sit down and the guy comes in. He says, hi, um, I'm Abraham. And I said, okay, oh, hi, Abraham. And then I just grabbed my phone and I texted my prayer words. I said, who's Abraham? <laughs> I was like, who, who is him? And it's supposedly, they text me back and they said, well, he's the one who had the son and it was going to, something was going to be sacrificed. And, and he just decided to give it to the Lord. And, and I'm like, just started crying in front of my husband. I'm like, I just did that. I just gave my son to the Lord. And I said, we got to go get him. He's healed. He's going to come back home. So we went home. We went to the hospital. And I said, well, he's fine. And I'm like, you know, it was like, what did just happen? See, this is to tell you, I I get things from the Bible I had no idea of. I had to, I have it. I'm here. I'll text you. I was asking, who is he? Who is this man? Who? What happened to this, this person? And this is many, I mean, I can go on and on, but I tell, tell you, it will tell you, take you a year of all the things that the Lord has shown me without me opening the Bible and knowing it. I just feel like I literally swallow the Bible and everything when I need it is there. And it's like, poof, it pops, you know, it's, it's amazing. I'm guessing that you're starting to become a Bible scholar after all this. You know, I don't study the Bible all the time. I only go in reference to the Bible when I pray and it's given to me. Um, when Matthew pops, when the book of Revelation pops, when the book of Exodus, like today, the book of Lamentations just popped. And I'm like, oh, I hope there's a book in there. And I'm like, oh, there is a book of Lamentations in there. So look, I, this, this was prepared for my kids and I to read and learn from you know, to, to, to learn of the Lord, but I don't really sit down and read. I, I pray a lot and I just get all this and then I just grab the Bible and I'm like, oh, it's there. And what is interesting is that it's not so much that King James version is all these versions that the Lord shows me. And many people don't know this. A lot of people don't know this, but there is a book called Concordance and the Concordance is a book that helps you translate, let me get up, the, the words. Yeah. It's a strong concordance. So when you have a Bible, um, you open, you click on the name. Let's say, I didn't know what um, the word, let's say the word Satan means, right? So he, you click on that word and you look on it and it gives you the translation, the true translation, the root of the word and the numbers that come in the Bible. I mean, it's amazing how God speaks through numbers too. So this book helps a lot to understand the root, like pharmacia, for example, sorcery is medicine. Sorcery is medicine. And all these people are like taking medication and it says in the word, don't take sorcery, don't take it. And it's medicine. If you look for sorcery, the translation in Hebrew or Greek is Medicine. So anyway, um, I gave a Bible to my neighbor, and she's been walking as a Christian since she was a child. She was probably 40, 
and she just learned about this. And I said, the Lord told me about this concordance. I had no idea. I didn't know how to even use it. Hmm. So there's things that they're given to me in such a short time because Jesus is coming. He is coming. The church is about to go home. Do you know when Jesus is coming? Nobody knows the day and the time, but we know the season. It's like very close. I think one of my other guests just basically said the same thing. No, we don't know. I ask. I go, come on. I will tell anybody. Come on. No, I don't. I I don't have the hour. I don't have the day. I don't have. But I know, especially because the signs, um, the earthquakes that I saw, they're happening as we speak. They're like rambling. I can hear the rambling. I can hear the water, the tsunamis. I can hear, I see them. Like if I can, I can watch a movie. They're coming. There is, it's happening. You look outside, tell my husband, look, you're constantly watching your football and this. Go and look at what's happening in Turkey. I told you about Turkey. I told you about Philippines. I told you about this. I told, and they're, they're happening. They're burning everywhere. The United States, I literally explain this to people. United States is a mountain. I call it the mountain of Zion. I don't know why. It's a mountain. And everything around it is falling apart. And literally, when it gets to the top, the whole mountain is going to crash. This is exactly what's going to happen to the United States. Hmm. We are Babylon. And it's literally because all the bad things that not you and not, but it's all the things that the Black people are doing. Well, we'll stop with that, the bad yes. stuff, and we'll end it there. And um, yes. so, Karina, thank you so much for being yes. my guest, especially at short notice. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. Yes, yeah, so the same here. God bless you. God bless everyone. Well, thank you, and God bless you, and have a great evening. Yes, you too. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.